0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Practical Non-Toxic Living by Everyone. This week's episode, we have Erin Claire Jones on the podcast. Erin Claire Jones is a human design expert who offers high performers a practical approach to full alignment in love, at work, and in life through human design. So if you're not familiar with human design, you're going to learn so much about it in this interview, and it's really just such an interesting framework to kind of just practice viewing life through. So it's this idea that at birth, we are born with... A unique energetic blueprint with you know kind of how our souls were designed to interact with the world for everything down to energy to our life path to our personalities to what we're naturally good at and um sometimes you know as we grow up we start to lose sight of these things that make us uniquely who we are um, when we're little and so much of learning about your human design can help bring you back to that um, person who you were kind of before The rest of the world started interfering. (laughs) And by coming back to it, you can, you know, maybe gain deeper satisfaction and joy and success um, through all areas of your life. So that's just my kind of two cents. Erin Claire obviously gives a much better description through the episode, and you learn all sorts of interesting things from, you know, your specific energy types to your personalities to which environment you might thrive best in and kind of the lens of human design through parenting and your children and uh, as it changes throughout the course of your life. So I hope you guys enjoy. It's really, really interesting. And if you are not familiar with human design, please check out erinclairjones.com. And um, for our audience, you can get 10% off your unique human design blueprints um, with code RUAN at checkout. So make sure to check that out. I'll put the link in show notes. Um, just a heads up: our next free workshop will be June twenty first at eleven a.m. It's another Wednesday, um, and it's going to be all about brain health. So our May workshop was a huge success. We were so excited to see everyone who signed up and who was able to come. And um, so even if you can't make it, you'll be able to get the replay for free. So make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter so you can get that link. All you have to do is text DETOX to 66866. It'll get you all signed up. And the link to sign up for our June workshop will be going out there every Tuesday. So um, also final heads up, I believe it will be tomorrow when this episode comes out. Tomorrow will be the last day you can get 50% off your first month of membership at the DETOX Academy. So With code SPRINGCLEANING, you get 50% off your first month's membership to this all-in-one resource for non-toxic living. Over 300 videos and lessons, courses, checklists, product recommendations, really just everything you need in a monthly membership to find that information, resources, and community in terms of non-toxic living. So we're so excited to connect with you guys there. Make sure you don't miss out on our sale. Just use code SPRINGCLEANING at checkout, and of course, I'll put that all in the show notes as well, too. Okay, that's pretty much everything for me. I'm gonna stop talking now and enjoy Erin Claire Jones. Here we go.
1: Hi, I'm Sophia Ruan Goucher, author of the critically acclaimed best selling book, A to Z of Detoxing The Ultimate Guide to Reducing Our Toxic Exposures, and founder of Ruan Living, the only wellness lifestyle brand that simplifies practical, non toxic living. Welcome to my podcast.
2: Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. My dogs are going a bit mad right now, so they great. should calm down. But hopefully,
1: hopefully, my dog doesn't get antsy. <laughs> you
2: know, they're like yes, and they're like no. What's going on? So they're having a moment, but they'll it's calm down. To meet you, calm it's down.
1: so nice to meet you. It's the first time we're talking, but I, I'm sure you get this a lot because you've been on so many great podcasts and speaking events. But I've really enjoyed getting to know you online. And I think there are a lot of people in my community that are new to human design. So why don't we take just a few minutes to give the basics so people can appreciate the rest of the conversation. But I really want to encourage people. I'll share links to some great conversations you've had so they can dive deeper into things you've covered a lot and other conversations. And then I'll dive into some things that I, I didn't really find so much online and that I think is maybe more Tailored to practical, non-toxic living.
2: Okay, great. So So, where would you like to start?
1: So why don't we start with the
2: basics of what is human design? Yes. So human design is a system based on your time, date, and place of birth. And it basically reveals your energetic blueprint and how you're wired to thrive. What I mean by that is how you're wired to make decisions, work within teams, parent, partner, all the things. It gives us kind of each our own roadmap to just finding alignment in our life, in our lives. And I think it really reminds us that we are just like all wired to operate very differently. And if you don't yet know your type or your design and would like to, you can use it, the link in my profile, humandesignblueprint.com to look it up.
1: Awesome. And it was so interesting for you to talk about percentages of the population that tend to be the different types. Can you just scroll through that?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, these are obviously approximate about, so there are five different human design types, some say four, two of them are very similar, but have nuances and type is such an important piece, but also just the first piece, there's so much underneath that. So there are manifesting generators and generators, which are collectively about 70% of the population. And these are like the doers, the builders, the creators, the ones that have so much kind of powerful energy to make things happen when they're lit up by what they're doing. Projectors are about 20% of the population. These are kind of our leaders, guides, advisors, not here to do all the doing. Manifestors are about 8 to 9% of the population. And these are really our innovators, disruptors, like really beautiful, like getting things started. And then we've got reflectors, which are 1% of the population. And these are people that are deeply sensitive to their physical space and they kind of mirror back what's happening. And they're such powerful evaluators. They just like see and sense things that so many people miss.
1: So that makes perfect sense. I thought I would talk more. We'll use, I gathered questions from my community and try to organize them. I thought I'd start with using my family as an example, and ask some questions about it. And then, you, in responding, if you could talk more about the different types. You know, well, let's just dive in. So, so, I got my blueprint from your website. No, oh, loved it. I read it all last night, and it was oh. such a delight to get to know myself in a way that i've never known myself and so it's been really wonderful to learn about how best to optimize my energy and i you know maybe why don't you start with how the different types are most energized
2: because you really talk a lot about energy yeah i think all the types are meant to use their energy quite differently and so you know, I think human design is really such a cool tool in helping us know how to use our energy in a way that is sustainable for us. And so, generators and manifesting generators are like—they're really here to be lit up by what they're doing. They're here to really just be like in enjoyment when they're doing what lights them up and excites them. Sorry, the dogs have not That's calmed a- down, but I believe they will. <laughs> That's so good. Um, having a little bit of a panic attack right now, but they—you know—when these types. Do you of- want to go? Do you want to go? take care of them no i mean there's nothing to do right now one of them's actually they're both rescues so one of them is going through like a treatment where he has to be on bed rest so we actually like can't let him get too active and get his heart activated it's a crazy situation so they're wonderful but they gotta just calm down so generators and manifesting generators are really here to be kind of the doers like i said and so what gives them energy is to feel so lit up by what they're doing you know, so lit up by what they're working on, who they're spending time with, like how they're moving their body each day. And so that's often what's going to feel the best for them. And so one of their biggest lessons is prioritizing their own excitement and joy and seeing that not as a selfish choice, but actually as like the most important one. I think what gives projectors energy is around spending time kind of guiding and working with people that really see them that really kind of invite them in, really value their guidance, really ask them questions. I think what gives manifestors energy is what really kind of, when they feel free to like innovate and disrupt and start new things, because so much of their gift is at the beginning. They're not really here to do all the doing, but often just like getting things started. And then for reflectors, I think what gives them energy is being in the right space. When they're in the right space around the right people, it will like fuel them and amplify them. Whereas when they're in a space that doesn't feel very good, it can feel very depleting or draining.
1: Great. So I learned I have three kids, three daughters, and a husband. And my husband and I are manifesting generators. Yeah. Our youngest is a manifesting generator, and our two oldest are manifestors. Wow. So okay. as, as a parent, like, how would you advise these types in my family?
2: in terms of how to support those kids?
1: I, I understand manifesting generators because I am one. And so my husband and I, and I noticed my youngest daughter who's one, we have lots of projects going on and, and we're really excited by all that. Yeah. My two older ones that are manifestors, I am not as familiar with. I read about them a little bit, yeah. but in terms of like, like, what can I expect of their process of thriving like what helps how can i support their thriving
2: so i think in terms of how to best support a manifesting generator is to just like give them space to try all the things like you i think have already experienced you know i think it's just like they're not really meant to just choose one thing so it's not like choose a hobby and stick to it but it's like trying all the things that they're excited by and really paying attention to kind of what lights them up and energizes, I would not make them wrong for quitting, pivoting, like moving away from something that's a very natural part of their process. I think in terms of supporting manifesting generators, it's good to ask them specific questions, like asking an open-ended question, like where do you wanna go or what do you wanna do about this can feel like a little bit overwhelming. Whereas like, do you wanna do this or this, go here or here can like help drop them into their knowing a bit more clearly. So I would give them options as much as you can. For the manifestor children, like they often need freedom. These are like very powerful people like born leaders and for them to feel like really confined or controlled or constricted can be really challenging. So obviously they're your kids and they can't like lead the charge with everything, but I think wherever you can like let them lead the charge and feel like free to innovate and be the natural leader that they are within bounds. It's nice to create a really strong communication channel with them. I think often manifestors, if they don't feel free or like if they don't feel in control, they can just like stop communicating. And then that can kind of create a real divide and so just like keeping each other in the loop and really kind of making them feel safe to be as powerful and big as they are i think so many manifestors grow up and then they like don't feel permission to be as big and powerful and provocative and impactful as they're so naturally meant to be and so whatever you can do to kind of support them and in step into their bigness from a very young age do you, do you notice that in them at all
1: this is actually very helpful because I think they're surrounded by powerful manifesting generators. And I wonder if they feel like they're supposed to be like us and to really encourage them to be more independent and not feel like they need to be like a manifesting generator, but listen to themselves.
2: And that's just something I'll do more proactively. Yeah. And I think one thing I would know for them is that their energy ebbs and flows. So while you might like have the need to kind of use up your energy so that you feel satisfied, like they might have like, like creative bursts and then need to rest and then creative bursts and then like need to rest. And so really kind of honoring the inconsistency of the energy and the natural ebbs and flows can be really healthy and really important. Yeah. And time alone is so important for them. Like they just aren't really meant to work in a very traditional way. So I think when they feel free to kind of like be in the ebb and flow and honor those creative bursts, And take time alone when they need it can be really healthy and also even just checking in like not expecting that they're going to have like consistent energy to show up all the time like really kind of checking in with them to see um what they're up for
1: and for those parents who have projectors or
2: reflectors as children what what would you yeah advise and and i did manifesting generators they'll do generate generators as well so i think for the projectors i would say like You've got these very like sensitive and wise children that are really like see so much and so i would really like honor that i would recognize the things that you see that they do really well i would call those things out name those things i would spend one-on-one time with them that's often kind of the most really powerful for projectors to feel seen in that way i would not expect them to keep up and do 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 like i would really honor their need for rest and time alone and i think like having space to kind of recharge alone is really supportive for them And especially when they're going to bed, it can be nice to like ease them into bed to like not be super active going up into bed. For the generators, I would say similar to manifesting generators, like pay attention to what lights them up and excites them and create all the opportunities to do that. What will allow them to sleep best at night is if they feel like they fully use up their energy. So help them use up their energy so they can kind of go to bed in just like exhausted and fulfilled way. Similar manifesting generators, it's good to ask them specific questions like, do you want to do this or this, go here or here can be a really beautiful way to help them connect to their gut. And finally for reflectors, you know, these people are also, these, these kids are also so sensitive. So I would really pay attention to and take care of yourself because they are going to reflect back where you are. So taking good care of yourself will have a positive impact on them. I would really pay attention to the quality of the space that they're in. They're so sensitive to their space. So I would make sure they're classroom feels good if they're in school, their room feels good if they have their own room, the house feels good, whatever it is, like being in the right space is so important. And I would not expect consistency from them. Like their gift is like showing up one way one day and like potentially differently the next, you know? So just like, I would stay really connected to like, what part of them wants to come out that day and not expect them to kind of show up the same way day after day.
1: Maybe you could talk, it'd be great if you could talk about the different decision making, like, authority i want to say strengths but it's really like innate yeah the the authorities how the different types best make decisions
2: yeah and so this is actually a layer beyond type and so in human design there are seven di- seven different authority, and these are basically different ways of making decisions and this is such a cool thing to look at because it really like helps us know how we have like clarity how we can access clarity in the right. most aligned way so Before I talk about it, I'm curious whether you know the authorities of your kids and your husband. Can you remind me the options? So it would be sacral or trust your gut, emotional or wait for clarity. And it's okay if you don't know. Splenic or tune into your intuition.
1: So a few of us, if not all of us, are emotional authority. Wait for
2: clarity, yeah.
1: And I feel like maybe one is sacral.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, perfect. And you can look later, you know, this will just like give you the little the landscape so you can go back. And it's so useful to know what the people around you are. So let's start with emotional and wait for clarity. So it basically means for these people, they're not meant to make decisions in the moment. The right decisions for them are the ones that feel good over time. And so the best thing that they can do is like sleep on it and take a beat before they say yes. And so like, especially as a manifesting generator, you might feel like, I just want to say yes, like I feel like ready for it, but it's just like taking a beat is such a powerful tool to like know if something's the right use of your energy. Do you feel that? Have you taken time with your decisions? Have you noticed the impact of that? I've noticed that I'm better off
1: pausing before I decide. But yes, my instinct is always to say yes to things. And I've with wisdom, <laughs> learned to sleep on it so when i read about this in your report it really resonated
2: yeah and it's not always very natural but it's very recommended and just trying it out and seeing how it feels i know that for me i'm also wait for clarity and if i jump into something spontaneously i often wake up the next day and i'm just like i don't even want to do that you know so just like giving myself a beat allows me to kind of enter into the right things in the first place there will be sacral or trust your gut and so this might be possible for your manifesting generator but these people are meant to trust their gut feeling in the moment it's like a very visceral feeling in their belly it's like an immediate yes or no that they're really meant to honor there are splenic or tune into your intuition these people are meant to make decisions based on their intuitive knowing in the moment it's often like a very quiet whisper it's just like a little voice that they hear tingles that they feel it's really important to kind of take the time to get quiet and hear themselves there are ego or tune into your willpower authorities this is all about making decisions based on what they desire what they feel motivated by what their heart is pulling them towards where it feels like they're being taken care of in that decision there are self projected or talk it out there are three more And these people are meant to kind of talk things out and find clarity by just saying things out loud. There are mental projectors, also known as talk it out and be in the right space. And these people are often meant to kind of talk things out in different spaces with people that they trust and kind of see what truth and clarity emerges. And the final one is a reflector. And reflectors have lunar authorities. And these people are meant to kind of give themselves a full 28 to 30 days before they make a decision which I know is not always possible, but giving themselves kind of that time can really help them sample kind of what's correct for them and what's not. So I think like, you know, those are a lot of different ways of making decisions, but I think what it reminds us of is that we are all wired to choose differently. And so you might be somebody who needs a bit more time, who needs to sleep on things and you might have a partner who's really fast. And so instead of kind of expecting each other to like live the same process or reach clarity in the same way, it's honoring that it's going to look quite differently for all, quite different for all of you. Can you talk about the profiles? Sure. So there are 12 different profiles that are made up of six different numbers. So one, two, three, four, five, six. And so you'll have a profile that's like a two, four, one, three, five, one. If you have a one in your profile, these people are very natural investigators. So they learn by like diving deep and just like mastering and really Kind of building a really solid foundation whenever they really care if you have a two in your profile it's actually like leaning into the things that come easy like you might be like i'm like really into marketing and i haven't taken all the courses but like i have my own way of doing it so it's really kind of just leaning into like whatever feels like the most innate and natural to you the threes learn by bumping into things and experimenting and getting their hands dirty so, they're really kind of meant to just like try things for themselves and discover what works and what doesn't. The four, this, these ones are a little bit less about learning, but also more about sharing. The fours kind of really create opportunities through their like community and their relationships. And so, investing in and nourishing their relationships is so, so, so important for them. The fives are very natural problem solvers. So, they're really here to kind of offer very practical new innovative solutions to the world and so it's really cool to just tune into like what problems they actually feel the most excited to solve. And then the sixes are these very natural role models and teachers. But like often the first thirty years of their life is meant to be like lots of trial and error and bumping into things. Thirty to fifty is kind of stepping back and processing things and like from a kind of higher perspective. And these people are meant to hit their prime when they turn fifty. So it's a little bit of a taste, you know, there's so much but you can kind of start to see that like we all do it differently, you know. And so like, well, some people might desire to investigate and learn all the other, all the details, like others might be like, I'm just sitting here taking the higher view.
1: Yeah. I'm a five one.
2: Yeah. Do those numbers resonate with you?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That was really helpful. And to have children who are not a five one will help me adjust my expectations and how I support
2: them. Totally. Yeah. And just not expecting them to be like you.
1: Yeah, which I think is also really helpful as a teacher or a boss. And so it's really interesting that you also work with companies to help teams work together more. Would you talk more about how understanding human design
2: can help teams, bosses, colleagues? Yeah. So human design is such an amazing tool to find individual alignment. And it's also such an amazing relational tool because it basically helps us understand how to like support and love on people that are really different than us. And so that's why human design is so useful in parenting and family, like, you know, knowing how to parent kids that are really different than you, but this really extends to teams because you might have a team of people with entirely different designs than you. And you might be expecting them to be like you, you know so why it's so powerful in a corporate setting is you start to really understand how to really leverage and support each person like you might have somebody on your team who's super independent like does not want all the meetings you might have somebody on your team who needs to be invited in or somebody that needs specific questions and so there's just like a lot someone who makes decisions very quickly somebody who needs more time so i think it's a really useful tool to know how to best support your team you know and you can actually layer all the charts on top of each other within a team dynamic and kind of start to see where the gaps are like where you need to bring on support so it's kind of this like really like secret little tool in team building that just helps you know like how to really leverage the team that you've created and how to bring on the right people going forward
1: have you worked with
2: families yet yeah yeah i worked with so many families oh, so many really? teams yeah it's 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 an amazing tool in families i think that like it's such a like you're giving kids like permission to be who they are from day one And so I think that often people are living their design very purely when they're young and they kind of get conditioned out of it because they think they're supposed to be something different. And then they kind of return to it later in life. And so I think what human design does is like it, you're like giving kids permission to be their manifest self or their manifesting generator self from day one. So I would say parenting and families are probably like the most powerful application of it. There are like endless applications, but mostly because like really supporting people and stepping into their authenticity at such a young age has such a powerful impact over time.
1: Would you talk about the ideal sleep environments for the
2: different types? Yeah. So take with everything that I share and everything about human design, like take it or leave it. I think for manifesting generators and generators, like what often allows them to sleep well at night is to feel like they fully use up their energy throughout the day. They're like, I have like, I'm delightfully spent. I am like just, I am like have expended my energy in a way that feels really satisfying, and then I can just like drop in a bed and like fall asleep and wake up energized. If either of these types don't kind of use up their energy fully throughout the day, they might kind of drop in a bed and feel really restless. So what allows these types to sleep the best is to kind of use up their energy. Before I keep moving, does that, do you resonate with that as a manifesting generator? Have you kind of noticed that in your
1: I was listening to you talk about that last night on, on something else. And I thought that's so true. Those are my favorite nights when I climb into bed, feeling like I exerted
2: my energy doing the things that I love. Yes. So it's amazing, you know, and it's just like, and it's what allows you to be like, Oh, I can just like drop in a bed and I can wake up feeling so good in the morning. So, and again, if you have kids of this type, I would really just encourage them like, you know, to help use, up their energy so they can actually sleep well. Projectors often need like a winding down phase. It's it's good to like not be super stimulated or active before. So it can be good to like get in bed before you're tired, be horizontal before you're tired, and kind of just like let the energy of the day sleep off of you. The recommendation for projectors, manifestors, and reflectors in particular, but honestly for everyone, is to actually sleep in your own physical space, like to sleep in your own bedroom. I know that that is not always financially feasible or desirable, but the idea is that we just kind of take in other people's energy when we sleep and so sleeping in our own energy can be a really beautiful way to just like recharge and reset take it or leave it i like to offer it just because there's so much stigma around separate sleeping spaces but it actually can be a really powerful tool if couples or partnerships are open to it for manifestors manifestors and reflectors are also similar here manifestors it's good for them to wind down get in bed like before they're tired and kind of really allow the energy to seep off and same with reflectors you know i think with reflectors like making sure their space feels really good, their bedroom feels really good, like taking a bath a really body space, like all that stuff could be really supportive as well.
1: So I didn't realize, I mean, this is so interesting, and I didn't realize, I'm listening to you just thinking about there's actually a lot of information about our space, our environment, and even like the eating habits you're talking yeah. about. I'm just imagining the, the environment of the home, the kitchen. Are there any
2: insights on... Aging? Not that I know of. Like you mean, just like how to best age, or what? What are you specifically asking?
1: Well, I'm just looking at you, and you're glowing, and you you look amazing. And I'm thinking, okay, you're eating for your blueprint. Yeah. You know, you're with your expertise. You know how to optimize your energetic blueprint. Yeah. And the way you make decisions, and just your process, how you operate in life, you are in alignment. So there's probably minimal stress. (laughs) So maybe that's the secret. Yeah. I I guess I'm wondering, is there anything that you haven't yet talked about or haven't talked about much that would be helpful? Like, especially in terms of just health and well-being.
2: I think that, thank you for saying that. And I think that honestly, when we're like aligned in our lives, like I feel like it can show physically too, you know? And so like, I would say that, if you're like aligning with your design and like living your life in a way that feels really good for you and really authentic for you, like you're probably going to feel that in all parts of yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, if you're running against an a lot of resistance, like I've done that many times and I've also felt that, you know? And so I would focus, I think actually aligning with your design and kind of your authenticity is the first piece. And yeah, I think the digestion piece is really, really revealing because I think that it just like helps, you know, like how your system will best process. I think also there's a layer around movement And so the bottom left arrow if it's facing left it's going to have like more consistent movement whereas if it's facing right it's like a little bit more in the flow but i think that like as a projector i used to like really exert myself like a lot with exercise i was like like i just actually i mean i did for a while but it was like not sustainable and like i really like sort of take it a lot more easy like a lot easier i love consistent movement but i also don't like push myself too hard which i used to so it was really nice to kind of learn my type and know that I was like pushing myself beyond my capacity. So it can shed light on like movement and how to move in a way that's really aligned with our design. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think a big lesson for me personally as a projector has been like how important rest is. And like, you know, I used to feel like even rest had to be productive. And I learned that as a projector, it's like rest is kind of meant to be deliberately non-productive, you know, and like taking time and space to just like take a nap and, like, just like go on walks and read fiction and just like do nothing productive is like the most nourishing thing I could do. And it's like what actually allows me to live in my gifts. And so, I think what probably will have the most impact there is just like using your energy in a way that feels good every day.
1: Well, you've had really interesting insights on social media and marketing for the different profiles. Yeah. Could you just comment on that as an as entrepreneur? I find that really interesting. For
2: the different types of the different profiles. Whichever you think is more helpful to talk about. I would say I'll do the profiles. This would go back to kind of the numbers piece that I was referencing, the one, two, three, four. And if you look up your design, if you're a five-one, for example, you you paid into the one and the five. And so I think our profile is a really cool tool to explore like how best to language what we do and kind of share ourselves with the world. And so if you have a one in your profile, like we talked about, you're like such a natural investigator. And so it's good to like, let the people know, like how strong your foundation is, like how much you've studied, how deep you've gone, like, like how much they can trust you as an authority. I think with a two in your profile, it's good to just like market and share the things that come really innate to you, but also just do it in a way that feels easy and natural. Like I have a two and I think that I have felt tempted at different times. Like I should take a marketing course or learn this thing. And like, I think my partners reminded me like what you're doing is working. I don't really know why, but it is. So just like, keep doing that, you know? And that's so much of the two, like, do what's working, like do what feels good, do what feels easy and innate and like you might not be able to explain how you do what you do, you just do it. If you have a three in your profile, I would say market your your like experience, like what you've tried, what the mistakes you've made, the things you've learned, like your personal experience is meant to be so empowering and transformative for other people. If you have four in your profile i would actually focus more on like sharing yourself with your community and that could be online or and and also just like even creating opportunities for community on social media like i had one client which i know is not feasible when you start growing your audience in a significant way but like it you know she used to voice note every new follower which i thought was amazing to kind of establish this like sense of connection with them and so like really considering ways that you can kind of build in community into what you do if you have five in your profile i would really focus on marketing so for you like the problems that you're seeking to solve, like the kind of ways that you bring this new innovative perspective to the world. And then you have six, gosh, I have a six and this one is hard. It's really like, there's such a, it depends on the phase of life that you're in, but it really is like your gift is stepping back from it all and offering this very like objective, higher view on what's happening. And so I would say like, take the time to observe and witness and give yourself that perspective and then kind of share what you see. So before
1: I ask you for your top three tips for practical, non-toxic living, I'll explain that in what I do, toxic exposures refers to the toxic chemicals, heavy metals, and electromagnetic fields from things like our home diet, self-care, and technology. So the things we buy, own, and do, what we can control. And do you have, do you have tips or things that really helped you
2: three basic things that you try and do regularly i mean i think that i'm just really intentional about what i buy and who i buy it from you know i think that like i ingredients are so important i just like don't like things with lots of ingredients food or products you know and so i think that like i just always look at what's in everything so i think that feels really important and just that there's like You know and and some things are necessary and sometimes there's just like a lot of unnecessary chemicals and things so i think that like where it shows up for me most is like simplicity in food and like being able to see what i'm eating in terms of like it came from this vegetable and this one i think a lot of intentionality around products you know there's so many amazing products out there like oh my god i'm gonna forget the name of the cleaning product what is the name best cleaning product it's just like an essential oil you put water in it it's just like makes cleaning so fun so it's just like kind of investing in products that just like really feel so good like like the company like the people like the ingredients so i think just being really intentional like for me a big part was also moving to the woods moving out of the city and just kind of being surrounded by more nature and having that kind of be the environment that i'm in
1: What's your favorite kind of
2: exercise? Oh man, it's changing all the time. I think that I've been doing yoga for a long time. So that definitely feels like a big one. But I've really gotten into weight training recently. And like, I was kind of never really thought about it. and I'm really enjoying it. So that feels like a really empowering, fun new one.
1: Okay, I have some questions. Viewers, let me find. I'm just scrolling. I saw a question about Aaron's well a comment Aaron's blueprint is amazing and well worth it. I
2: agree. Such a labor of love, so really needs the world to hear that. I can
1: tell as I read it and it just felt super nourishing for my soul. Lately I've been trying to develop more of a relationship with my soul so through like kundalini yeah. and your blueprint was really really delightful. Okay, I'm sorry because as people join, it shifts. Yeah. I think this is a comment. Support is so important for a projector that includes financial support, so we don't have to work too hard and can focus on our pleasure, our more pleasurable and creative endeavors. Thank you for that comment. I saw a question about if you're not sure if your birth time, yeah, yeah.
2: how accurate
1: will your blueprint be? yes
2: okay also I'm noticing my phone is on low battery so I'm okay be just fine but do I just black out I'm just warning you okay. so if you don't know your birth time I'd recommend checking a few different times within the range that you know you know whether you know it's morning or day like check and see like sometimes your design changes like hugely throughout the day other times it doesn't so if you're able to kind of check different times you can start to see like what remains consistent and what re- what might change I also saw there was some question, which I didn't get to read fully, but it was something around like bringing things to a corporate setting when it's based on time of birth. And I think that I just wanted to kind of remind people that like, I think of human design as a tool, like I'm never trying to convince people of anything. And so when I go to corporate settings, I'm always like, what matters is like less of like whether it's true and more like, is it useful? And I expected a lot of skepticism and like, I just have experienced very little, like even the most resistant people are like, okay, tell me everything. So I think it's really around the way that we present it and like reminding people it's like not a belief system. They don't have to take any of it in if they don't want to and letting it be a very like non-dogmatic thing. And I think letting people choose. And I think that like the magic of human design is like, it offers us like amazing common language to think about how we best operate and can kind of support each other. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up? I don't think so. Thanks so much for having me. If you guys want to dig deeper, I'm at Erin Claire Jones and also around, I'm also at human design blueprint. And if you want to dig deeper, the blueprint is a beautiful place to start the human design, we going to create a discount code for your audience. That would be great. You ask yeah. that is there a word that you like to use Ruan living the so Ruan living will be the discount code. I'll set that awesome. up right now. And then, yeah. And then if you want to book sessions or anything like that, that's over at AaronClaireJones.com.
1: I'm going to get one. I'm going to get a blueprint for every family member.
2: Oh, I love that. I like, some people do that. And it's just like such a cool tool to just be like, how can I best support the people in my home? So I love that. That makes me so happy to hear.
1: Yeah, and so lovely for my children to, to read it. 100%. So yeah. thank you for what you do. You're incredible and so inspiring. I highly recommend that you visit com, Check out what your type is and profile, learn more. And, and the blueprint is really a gift to yourself. Thanks for listening. For podcast show notes, visit www.ruanliving.com, spelled www.ruanliving.com. To more easily listen to other episodes, please subscribe to the Practical Non-Toxic Living Podcast. And if you'd like to support it, please like it and share it. Until next time.